Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. What's going on with you, bro? Can't call it, man. Just uh, taking in content, like always. But uh, sure. very excited for this episode. But, man, how you feeling? Everything good? Man, everything is fine and dandy, man. Um, another day, another dollar, for real, for real. I ain't got no complaints. That's what's up, man. You finally making dollars, man. Wasn't your first day back at work yesterday? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was making dollars when I wasn't at work. That's oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't really had no complaints about that one. I was uh, I was chilling. They got me. They was, she was trying to get me back Thursday, which is crazy because um, we had they said we had twenty people out within the two weeks I was gone. Oh shit! I know. So I'm sitting here like, bro, like ain't no way y'all. You know what I mean? But it was cool. Um, I went. I went back Friday because I got bored. So I was like, might as well just go ahead and go back. I was sick of sitting at the house all day. So uh, went back Friday, man. Same old, same old. It really wasn't too much going on. So you know, it is what it is. Yes, sir. I understand <laughs> it, man. I understand it, man. Cause like, like people, are, man, listen. When they come to working, it's like when that's what you're used to, and that's what your body used to. It's mm-hmm. like when you off for a long period of time, and you're not like. Like if if it's not a vacation, like when you're on vacation, yeah, it's it's yeah. a little different. But even when you're, I don't know if you do this, but like even for me, it's like I look at my clock. Oh man, you know I will be at this place at this time. You know what I'm saying? Like I still kind of like periodically like think about like work and like where I would have been at this certain time. And it's just like that shit just consumes your life to, to where you do it so much and you've been doing it for so long. It's just like that's what your life becomes. It's just you end up thinking a lot about work. So I get it, man. And then plus, like, your body, your whole body clock is surrounded around your work and what you mm-hmm. be doing. So it just be like, yeah, yep, I get it, though. Yeah, 100%, man. And then it's like, once you're on that schedule, bro, it's like even on my off days, I was still waking up 5, 6 in the morning. And, yep. you know what I'm saying, my body just so acclimated to it. So, you know, it is what it is at this point. But, um. Definitely. Yeah, man, you know, just getting back to it ain't no big deal, man. 2-0 oh, once again, you know what I'm saying? COVID can't stop me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my thing out here, man. I'm doing my thing. That is what's up, man. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm so ready for this, what we watch it, man. I, I, well, I, I kind of got – see, that's the thing. It's like do I, do I want to mention everything, but it's kind of like it's just been – kind of a busy content week yeah. for me anyway, as far as like new material, because like I don't really take in a lot of new material, but it's kind of like, okay, it's, it's it's one thing I think we have in common, but it's some other two things that I had started, so it was just like okay, yeah, some of this shit gotta be mentioned on the Viewers Anonymous, man. For sure, for sure. So you ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right.
All right, man. So, you know what I'm saying? You eager to go. So go ahead and, and let us know what you got, you know what I'm saying, lying in the tuck. Oh, yeah, definitely. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So first first and foremost, um, season two of Euphoria came back mm-hmm. on HBO. Yep. Um, so obviously you can only get an episode a week, so I only was able to watch the one episode. But listen, if you got teenage daughters, you know what I'm saying, you might not want to watch this show. That's why I don't watch but- it. <laughs> it it it's hard to explain it, but it's it's really like, oh man, it's it's one of those shows like once you start, mm-hmm. it's like okay, I I need I need to see what happens, yeah. and and I I heard that Zendaya had to put out a statement I saying that. that with her coming from the Disney world, and then. She starts doing this euphoria show. It's like, yeah, she's still playing a teenager, but on the way opposite side of what you're seeing her do on yeah. um, on Disney. And people were saying that she's bringing an audience from Disney to over there, and like they're quote unquote say they're promoting drugs and you know sex and all this type of stuff. Even though it's a teenage show, it's kind of it's kind of a it's a teenage show, but it's it, but it's kind of like kind of geared for adults, or mm-hmm. either for young adults who have mature minds. So it, the audience of it is kind of it's kind of crazy, but it's just like Zendaya is is you know what I mean? They look at her from the kids' show, so it's kind of I, I knew that was going to be an issue when I saw the first season. So so she, she had been to trying to break like, that mold for a minute too. Yeah, especially like with a role like Michael and Marie. It's like yeah. She's really playing like a you know mid to late twenty you know twenties or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a real adult role that she did with uh, Malcolm and Marie. But so I just wanted to uh, tell the people that I start watching um, the second season, first episode of Euphoria. Um, the other thing is this is kind of a little promotional thing here as well. Uh, I finally got the Ray Donovan movie in last night. I was excited yeah. about that. Showtime, right? Showtime. Yeah. Uh, I have been invested in this show because it, it came out in 2013, but I, I caught on to it kind of late. I kind of mm-hmm. got hip to it around like 2015, so I binge-watched the first two seasons, and then I was on par with it. Dude, Ray Donovan is, is in my top three TV shows of all time. Damn. Like, that's how much I revealed this show. Uh, so they finally that gave us which, at least right here, and he killed it. And, you know, he's a producer and a writer. Of the show mm-hmm. as well, he became that like you know around about season. He might have been the whole time. I just really didn't realize it till you know a couple of seasons in mm-hmm. that he's a uh, a writer and a producer of the show. But really, they call it the movie, but all it really is is just like an hour and forty minute season finale. Like oh, okay. that's all it really is. Like it, it has a show, the same show format. Um, they killed it. Uh, I, I did a, a pod on it this morning. So uh, if you're interested in Ray Donovan, you know, go check out episode 69 of the 28 Minutes of Less podcast. So I kind of mm-hmm. broke that down and how I felt about the ending of the show. So, but yeah, I'm do I'm big I'm big on Ray Donovan. Like I said, top three show of all time. And the other thing which we could possibly have in common, you didn't finish it, but I finally seen the Internals trash. That's all I'm gonna say. You can go ahead. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you something, man. Um, I did not finish it, and I watched it twice. Um, 
Yeah, they missed the mark on that one. I don't I don't know what the well, I don't, I don't want to say Mr. Mark, man, because I'm going to still hold out hope for it. I don't know what the end game, no pun intended, I don't know what the end game <laughs> is for it because I don't know where it fits in the universe. Just like I was telling you before we started, like I don't know exactly where it fits in the universe. So I don't know what the um, what the purpose of it is yet, basically. Mm-hmm. So I, I think once – I don't know. Once I hit those those Reddit streets, you know what I'm saying, and, and go find some theories and everything else like that, I'll probably get a little better understanding. Um, for me, watching it was something that um, it was kind of weird for me because um, shout out to Van Lathan. He he has a um, a podcast on the Ringer called um, the Ringerverse. So they do everything from like Marvel to DC, anything that's like science fiction, Star Wars, um, fantasy, you know, they do like Lord of the Rings, anything within that realm, you know what I'm saying? Like those type movies, they um, they do a breakdown of them. They do a deep dive into them and then they do like an instant reaction show to them. So uh, I listened to the Eternals instant reaction show and I didn't listen to the full breakdown so I guess I got to go back and listen to that. But um, I kind of listened to that before I actually watched it. So then going back and watching it like some months later, now I have to go back and re-listen to it to see, you know what I'm saying, what their perspective of it was. Because I really – it's just the fact that I just don't understand it. And I think that's the only beef I really have with it. Like I don't understand what the – you know what I mean, like where it fits into this uh, Marvel puzzle. And then for, um, for me, man, um, shout out to – DC, speaking of superhero movies and Marvel and all that stuff, uh, I watched the season um, premiere of Peacemaker with John Cena on HBO Max. Listen, (laughs) I don't know what it is about old wrestlers getting into like TV shows and movies, but it's 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 a good move. I can't I cannot lie. It's a good move. John Cena is hilarious, bro. When I tell you this dude, like I seen it when they did um uh what was that the movie? Suicide Squad. No, not Suicide Squad. The one movie where the daughters were supposed to go to college and like the night before they was I mean the, they like uh had graduated from high school and then like I forgot what it was called, but uh John Cena is one of the girls' dads, but he is like he dude is funny for real. Mm-hmm. Like the WWE got him prepped, but dude is really funny. So um Watching that was pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I got a chance to see that. Um, it had three episodes. I think they do it after this. They're going to release it uh, weekly. So it could be one of those things that, you know what I'm saying, we get down the line that it might be two or three seasons or whatever. So we'll see. But I liked it. I think uh, so far, first episode was good. Um, Amanda Waller's daughter is you know what I'm saying, a part of the squad or whatever, and they don't know yet. So that's going to be a nice turn when they find out who she is for real. Um, they introduces some new characters like Judo Master. Um, it's another dude called Vigilante that's on there. So I think that with these shows and these movies, they're doing a great job of taking characters that are lesser known, bringing them to the big screen and kind of giving them some uh, shine, which is probably going to end up creating some uh, opportunities for writers and creative book, uh, comic book creators uh, later on down the line. And then, um, man, actually, my for my second one, I went back uh, to HBO Max because I had went over it and rewatched Lovecraft Country, man. They got to bring that back. I'm sorry. 
They got to bring well, that back, man. Well, from what from what I heard, I can't remember which network it was, but I thought it was uh, Netflix. But the writer, yeah, the writer of that show got picked up by somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, what director of that show got picked up? Got well signed to deal with somebody, and but the whole beef was they didn't understand why. I don't know if when they when they did Lovecraft Country, the number was low, and because of how big it got, the number got higher. And maybe I don't think that Netflix, not Netflix, but HBO didn't think it was worth it, which is kind of weird. Of some of the shows that HBO do green light, mm-hmm. like I don't Watchmen know was why. Too. Which one? Watchmen. Yeah, and I don't know why they canceled that one. Yeah. Um, the what? I mean, it was way better than the fucking movie. So it's like, I don't know I don't, about that. man, that shit was better than the movie. I'm not, I'm not doing this with you, man. I'm not doing this with you, man. Hey, listen, no, you got to go back. Have you watched it? Have you watched the movie recently? Not recently. No, not recently. Go back it's, and it's watch that. Wow. Go back and watch that movie, bro. When I'm telling you from the, when I tell you like comic book canon, like they followed that comic, they followed that story for a nice while. Like that's as true as to a story as I've seen a comic book movie. Man, listen, it was it was it was good, but it just wasn't like what what they made it out to be for me. But then, like, mm-hmm. cause I wasn't even gonna watch the show, yeah, until I like kind of like heard about it, what the what the synopsis of it was. I was like, okay, let me check this out, Regina. Cause King, yeah, they changed a lot of that. They changed a lot of yeah. Show. So I was just like, yo, like I, I fuck with this. So yeah, I don't I don't know why I don't know why HBO didn't um didn't greenlight it for a second season, but I think we are gonna get the Watchmen, but just gonna not Watchmen, but uh Lovecraft. Lovecraft Country on a, mm-hmm. another network. And I ain't mad oh, at it. Cool. I mean, look, Shonda Rhimes, she took all her shit basically off ABC and you know what I'm saying, went somewhere else. She went to Netflix. You know? So Netflix over a bag too. That's what I'm saying. So th- it happens as long as we get the content. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah, man, that's um, that's pretty much all I had, man. Just um, Peacemaker. Looking forward to seeing how that plays out for the rest of the week, uh, rest of the season. I'm sorry. And then, like I said, I went back and watched Lovecraft Country, and yeah, they. I, I need them to bring that back. But um, we got some upcoming stuff anyway, so it's gonna be mm-hmm. good. Snowfall coming back. Atlanta coming back. Yep. Um, trying to think of any new. Oh man! Also, um, I didn't watch it yet, but Apple TV, man, uh, the tragedy of Macbeth, starring Denzel Washington, is out now. Ah oh, man, yeah. yeah, I heard, uh, I heard somebody talk about that on. Uh, yeah, man, I think they were talking about it on Ebro in the morning. They were saying that there hasn't been anything that was not worth watching, but like that you was waiting on. For mm-hmm. uh for Denzel Washington because that one movie the the one little things uh, a little thing or some shit like that that shit was Man, I, I ain't even I heard of it. It, it it was one of those movies that came out uh, in the movies and on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, it had him Jared Leto in it. Oh, yeah, it had, I'm not a fan of Jared Leto. Well, Jared Leto is playing like a like psycho. Like I know you told me about this, but I'm not yeah. a fan of Jared Leto because he ruined the Joker. But it had to do. Uh, well, did you ever get into Mr. Robot? Mm-mm. Uh, it had that dude in it. Um, I forget what his name is. I think it's Remy something. But uh, he was in it, and it was just like 
it was like it was like an obsession type of movie. Like Denzel Washington was like obsessed with like catching. Oh, this. you uh, you talking about the dude that was um in the Queen movie? He played Queen. um the lead singer dude. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, with the, yeah. yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, he was in it. So it was. I mean, it was the little things, if I'm not mistaken. It, it was, it was cool. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It, it, it wasn't one of. Now, does it always do his thing? But it's just like, it, it, I don't know. For me, that's the was, curse of being a legend, though, bro. Yeah, it's like you, you've <laughs> always expected to. Because yeah. the thing is, you always gonna kill it. Mm -hmm. But it's like the when surrounding you do it so cast, much, like certain ones just become mid. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like you know, like LeBron, right? Mm -hmm. They said that LeBron quit on his team when he was in Cleveland when they played Boston. And this mm -hmm. dude, this is his last game, he was like 43, 14, <laughs> and 17. And they was like, See, LeBron quit on his team. Like, <laughs> hey, bro, I'm trying to tell you, like, somebody, somebody said he fell off one time, and I think like he was averaging like 23 or something. And I'm like, how is he falling off averaging 23? That's what I'm saying, dude. It's like sometimes you get so great to the point where when when you put up something, people will think that it's mediocre, but it's yeah. like it's like, dude, this dude is this dude is getting 23 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. And you saying mm -hmm. that he like yeah, that's that's what Denzel did. Like, like, like that. Like when they said Le LeBron quit, like Denzel in the little things is LeBron quitting on the Cavs mm -hmm. when he scored like 43 points, 17 rebounds, 14 assists. Yeah, for sure. They lost, but he did his thing. And right. that's what Denzel did in the little things. Yeah, for sure, man. So, um, yeah, make sure y'all go check that out, man. The Tragedy of Macbeth is on Apple TV. came out um, Friday. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those I just from the trailer and knowing the background of Denzel, I just know this is gonna be like one of those ones that he gonna he gonna get some praise for. Cause you know what I'm saying, this is his this is his, you know what I'm saying, wheelhouse, especially mm -hmm. like those Shakespeare, you know what I'm saying, Broadway type things. Um so yeah, we'll see, man. So um today. Uh, we got a special episode, man. We doing another appreciation episode. We showing love to the one and only legendary Omar Epps. Um, for uh, for those that don't know, Omar Epps, man, is he's probably one of the guys who found a way to make his name known in every generation since he started, which is not an easy thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um from Juice to The Wood to, wasn't he in like Scream or something like that? Yeah, but he was only in it for, you know. Yeah, mean, like, I mean, but, you know what I'm saying, he was in the beginning. He was in the beginning. Yeah, him and Jada Pickett. Yep, you know what I'm saying, from being in that to being in TV shows. Um, I mean, dude has dude found his way, being in uh, music videos, you know what I'm saying, like mm -hmm. he's found his way, you know what I'm saying, to stay relevant for quite a while. So um, today, you know what I'm saying, we're going to give him his flowers and uh, we're going to show him some love. So um, first and foremost, I just found out he was from Brooklyn. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. 
I know, I know because the, and this is why I say that because so like usually when you you know what I'm saying like you see these actors wow. and stuff and and this is why Juice makes so much sense now but usually when you find like these actors and stuff and you see like their first roles and everything else like that none of them make sense and then you find out where they from and it's like like he from where you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like it'd be a dude that'll play like a I don't know he'd be from like California but dude is from fucking somewhere in Iowa. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it don't make sense for him to be in California, but Juice made a lot a lot of sense because him being from Brooklyn, him being around that, you know what I'm saying, that beginning of hip hop and everything else. It, I understood why he was so adamant on being a DJ for his character and everything else. So, yeah, that was that was perfect, man. But yeah, I just I literally just found out that he was from Brooklyn. Oh, uh, I guess because I heard Omar in a couple of um a, a couple of interviews. I, I always knew that he was from New York. Yeah. I always knew that he went to, uh, you know, went to film school. <laughs> Him and Marlon was in the same class. They graduated together, Marlon Wayne. Marlon Wayne. So, they, yeah, they've been friends ever since high school because they went to the uh, same school together. So Omar Epps was – and like I say, let me say this before I say that. I think me, in my personal opinion, S. Dot Foster, feel that he is Denzel S., He's not sure. Denzel, but he Denzel S. For sure. And what I was gonna say was the the ha, being at the right place at the right time. A lot of times that shit matters. To be mm-hmm. best friends with Marlon Wayans and Marlon Wayans' oldest brother, who put pretty much like everybody on, and Keenan Ivy Wayans, like that's that that is a great friendship to have. Now, even though like he didn't really need that relationship. But we don't know what happened behind the scenes. Yeah. So, but it's always great to have those friends. I know. I tell you what, I just found out though. I just found out that, and I saw this yesterday, that he just celebrated 16 years of marriage. And do you know who he married? Mm-mm. One of the singles from Total. Oh, really? Yeah. Had no idea. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> no idea. So, so that's dope. So, and also congratulations on 16 years of marriage. So, sure. um. But yeah, I think he I think he's Denzel S and for him to get his break the way that he got his break and to come out with a banger, like right off the rip to come out with a bang. Because he did like a, a short and uh he did one episode of a TV show, but mm-hmm. then to come out with juice and for juice to be what it was and to be what it is, like you also gotta imagine this dude was 17, 18 years old. Like, yeah. this is one of those situations where you got to understand, like, to have that type of talent level that young and to be that good that young, we don't we don't see that a lot. And I think that the great thing about doing what we do as far as these appreciation episodes to get people to, to understand and realize, like, Omar Epps, like you said, he's been all over the spectrum. This dude was on House for yeah. countless seasons. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and you know he was in uh uh well, ER. This dude was in Shooter, was, another TV you know, show. Yep. You know what I'm saying. So he's been all over the spectrum of running a different show. Like you know what I'm saying, he was in the Mod Squad. You know that's a different audience. He was in Dracula that's 2000. True. That's a different audience. Dracula 2000 was great, but the Mod Squad thing, he got a lot of flack for that. He did it, but it you know I think. It, it was, and also for it to be what it was, um, and like I say, 
when you remaking a movie that was, was good when, when it was the when it was the first time, it's just like it's it, it's hard to do, you know, that success again. But also, you gotta look at it this way. And remember, we we've been saying this forever, and we gonna get to it, y'all, at some point. We was talking about the year of nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. This is he had my squad. Breakfast of Champions, The Wood, and In Too Deep all came out in 99. So Omar Epps had four movies <laughs> out yeah. the same year. Yeah. I'm telling you, this dude is a legend. And for two of them to hit the way that they hit, now we did In Too Deep. In Too Deep wasn't the it wasn't the commercial successful movie. It was definitely a cult classic. Exactly. It's a cult classic. So it was like, yeah, the wood is a different type of classic. Like that, the wood is 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 more is more universally known. But like, I think yeah. in too deep for what for what it was, and for God to be the type of character that it was. I mean, because me and you talked about this then. Like, we, we never seen LL Cool J play like a role like this before. Mm-hmm. And but Omar Epps to be playing, you know, what I'm saying the cop that really transformed himself into a gangster because he got to the point where he was in so deep he was confused. I thought he did a phenomenal job in that man. Right. And I just think that Omar Epps is one of those guys that be slept on. And yes, the name Epps, he actually is cousins with Mike Epps. Like I, I just yep. recently found this out that it's his uh, they first cousin. Omar Epps mom is is Mike Epps dad's brother. No, well Mike Epps' dad is Omar Epps' mom's brother. Yes, that's what it is. And yeah. like, and it's it's just crazy. Yeah. Like to even look at that to be best friends with Marlon Wayans and your cousin is, you know, Mike Epps. And because I think that also that helped Mike get on the scene as well. Just having a cousin that's doing his thing, and then you want to, you know. Well, you start out being a comedian, but then you, you know, you start acting and all that type of shit. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that he's just one of these guys who is. I think just being on screen just becomes so natural for him to the point where, even in a movie like Mod Squad, yeah, they might have killed the movie, but like I said about Denzel, he did his thing. Like I've never seen a movie where he acted bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it might have been like a bad script or something like that, but it was never a situation where it's like, man, you know what? Omar Elf bombed that shit. Like, he didn't, you know, he just wasn't up to his part. I don't think there's ever been a movie that I've seen where he wasn't on par on what he was doing. So I think that's one of the things that also make him great. Is the fact that he's just he's just never been like one of those guys, man. Yeah, I um you made an interesting point about him um having the four movies in nineteen ninety-nine because My Squad was supposed to be the movie that kind of gave him that big break. Or or mm-hmm. not even gave him that big break, but that was supposed to be like a real big success. Um, because at the time that was when they were taking old TV shows and making movies out of, you know, like Charlie's angels was one of them. Um, of course, my squad. And then there was like a few others that they did as well. Um, later on down the line was, um, I'm about to say Hawaii five Oh, but it's not Hawaii five Oh. 
what's the one with uh Jamie Foxx and um oh I can't think of the name now. Colin Farrell. It had Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell in it. Miami Vice. Miami Vice. So you know what I'm saying? Like this was something that they was doing around this time, like between like ninety-seven, maybe ninety-six, and like two thousand five, like these movies was coming out where they were taking like older TV shows, bringing them back. Cause I remember like they were talking about like a Knight Rider movie and then mm-hmm. and nobody wanted to do it because, you know, they didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? Mess it up. And nobody was getting the blessing of David Hasselhoff. So, you know what I'm saying? It was all bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that I said, David Hasselhoff, not David Hasselhoff. I forgot dude's name. But it was um, David Hasselhoff. It was, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. Of he was it was Knight Rider though. It was definitely Knight Rider. I'm, I'm tripping. I swear somebody else played that role though. But um, they also hard. did it with Dukes of Hazard. You know what I'm saying? They did it with um. See, they did it with Baywatch. It was, that later, was, that was later. That was later. Later. Way later. But though. then they did. They did it with um. Oh my God! It got Ben Stiller, um, Snoop Dogg, and fucking um Owen Wilson. I can't believe I'm blanking. That's Dukes of Hazard. Right you said it. No, it's not. It's not Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard is Sean, uh, Sean something. Oh, Sean, Sean William, William Scott. William no, Scott, Sean yeah. William Scott and the other dude. This is Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, Snoop Dogg, oh, and this um because Snoop Dogg played Huggy Bear. Yeah. Oh damn, bro, my brain is trash right now, bro. I forgot what it was, but I know what you're talking about. I seen it. Um. Damn. But anyway, I don't remember what you're talking about. Yeah, Scott Starsky so, and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. Thank you. So Starsky and Hutch was one of them as well. So this is like I said, this is around the time where these movies was really like they were really taking these old shows and making movies out of them. Um. So my spot was one of the ones that just it kind of fell on the you know what I'm saying on his ear. Um. Uh, uh, much like a lot of them, I think Charlie's Angels was probably the most successful out of all of them because it got a sequel and everything else. Um, it had a song about it with Destiny's Child and stuff, so it it did pretty good. This shit is still going. Well, they that the one they brought back is trash. Yeah, I mean, look who they had to replace though. It was just like I don't know that black chick is a hype though. (laughs) I don't know who she is, but she's a hype. Yeah, it, yeah, Charlie's Angels got yeah, but but the purport, the point I was making was how yeah. successful it, it that it got because no, yeah, think about sure. it, the rest of them didn't get any sequels. No, no, not at all. Yeah, but Charlie's Angels definitely did. Um, so with my squad, that was supposed to be one of the ones that you know what I'm saying. Of course, when it was supposed to go on to be you know what I'm saying like Charlie's Angels, um, and and it didn't really hit like everybody thought it would. So that was kind of like, you know what I'm saying? They was considering it a flop. Um, and then him coming out with The Wood and then him coming out with Into Deep. I think Into Deep was more so, um, like I said, like a cult classic. I'm only saying cult because I want to say black classic. But a cult classic, you know what I'm saying? Um, the Wood, it, it got some praise. But once again, that's kind of a cult classic too, like just like Friday and all that is. But the one that got him – like that, that shine, that shine for real. Um, along with Sanaa Lakin, to me at least, was Love and Basketball. That was the one that that kind of put everything on the map. I mean, I know he's been in way, you know, what I'm saying way more important movies. Like Higher Learning was one of the ones to me that really got him, you know, what I'm saying in the door. But like Love and Basketball really 
gave him that extra step that he needed to kind of get that uh that that A list or even B list, you know what I'm saying, status to me. I see what you're saying because that was more that was more of a broad band. Like mm-hmm. that kind of that reached black women in some senses. It also reached white women. Yeah. Like so it, it kinda it kinda reached everybody. Like in too deep is only reaching really black males, <laughs> to be honest yeah, with you. Pretty you much. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I get what you're saying, and I think that that is the film that kind of got him to be seen in the, in different lights. Right. Um, but for somebody like us and to be in the movies like that we are, like, we, you know what I'm saying, we know him from, you know what I'm saying, from the, from the juices and the higher learnings and shit. Right. And I think that to come out of the gate with juice and to play that character cue, like, we well not we but like I was I would speak about some of the things that uh, that Bill Simmons didn't do with rewatchables like I don't see anybody else playing Q. Mm-hmm. That's one of those situations where I don't think that anybody else could have did that role but Omar Epps. Right. And that got him to that Malik role in higher learning. And higher learning was another one of those movies that really only reached that now they tried because they used the whole race factor, you know what I'm saying? They had mm-hmm. uh, um, Jennifer Connelly in there, Michael Rappaport was in there, um, uh, what's her name? Christy Swanson, is it Swanson? Mm-hmm. Had her in there, so like, it, it tried to reach all of the demographics. I think it did, but- I think the, and I'm going to cut you off, but I think it did, I think the only thing is, is like, I don't think it's necessarily a, a um, a race thing, I think it's an age thing. I think like the older you are, the more you have a uh appreciation for higher learning than you do like you know what I'm saying for somebody who's like 20 now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, or maybe like 25 now. Cause like speaking of Bill Simmons and them, like that's when I that's when I first heard a review of higher learning. Like, I've never heard anybody else talk about higher learning until I heard Ben Simmons, you know what I'm saying, and the rewatchables bring it up. And that's what threw me off. Ben Simmons. I mean, Bill Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) Ben Simmons ain't throwing nothing up. I'm sorry. (laughs) Ben Simmons don't throw nothing up or bring nothing up. Uh, Yeah, but but Bill Simmons was the one who kind of brought that back into, you know what I'm saying, even my lexicon of even just knowing, uh, you know what I'm saying, like thinking about the movie. So the fact that he, you know what I'm saying, kind of wrapped that around to me kind of lets you know, like, it didn't just reach. And Bill Simmons is a weird dude anyway, because, like, he's one of those dudes that's, like, he looked like a straight-laced white man. Yeah. But somehow, but like, he's, he's into, yeah, like, he's into Yeah, he's like, he's like, like Rappaport. He's just like Rappaport. No, 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 no. He's not like Rappaport at all. Like, to me, Rappaport is, Rappaport was genuine at first. And then he found a way to make it like gimmicky. Like Bill Simmons is like he seems genuine with with his love for the culture. To me, he's like how Joe Rogan is with black comedy. Yeah, I see what you're saying because Rappaport kind of like he's he's made it he's he's made it, it like a, a bit now. Well, everything is a bit with him. Yeah, he'll tell you that it is. Like I mean, even, now that's what I'm saying. Like now he's he's made it to it. Like at first. Like when you when you first seen Rappaport, like you used to see Rappaport hanging out with like Tribe Called Quest and 
you know what I'm saying? Like really appreciating. And it wasn't even the love for black culture. It was the love for New York hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. Now it's like he's trying to ease into that lane where it's like, yeah, uh, you, you're doing too much, my man. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely does too much. But yeah, Bill, I like I like Bill, and Bill is um I mean, even even when it comes to the athletes that he like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, he fucked with Bird because I mean he's he's from Boston. I mean, you gotta right. you gotta fuck with Bird. I mean but like yeah, but like you know what I'm saying, he'll he'll be honest about like the the impact that somebody like Dr. J had and shit mm-hmm. like that. So like he really mm-hmm. understands the game. But yeah, you're right, man. Like when he when he played Malik, man, that that was that was a role where you you got all the emotions out of him. You got mm-hmm. the happy, you got the tra- traumatic cry, you got the like everything. And I think that that was at the time his the most well rounded that you could get out of somebody like Omar Epps at that mm-hmm. time because that came out in '95, right? So I, and I think the next time you got <clears> it <throat> was in. Um, wasn't loving basketball. You kind of you kind of got it with the wood, but like loving basketball was really that one that really that really turned the clock on him for some odd reason. Like, cause yeah, I, I mean, go, oh, go ahead. No, I'm saying with the wood, it was to me. I don't necessarily I don't like to count it as much, only because like it really wasn't like him. You know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. more so the younger actors the that younger was doing actors, most yeah. of it. Like they mm-hmm. got screen time, but it wasn't really like for them for real. The world yeah. was more so like the younger dudes, and then like you know what I'm saying, we're flashing back to the younger dudes, and then they did most of it, and then like later on down the line, you'll see them here and there, you know what I'm saying, in between the the um flashbacks. But yeah, that the wood I really don't he I mean he he did a great job in it, don't get me wrong, but I just really don't give him that kind of you know what I'm saying? Uh, credit for it. Yeah. Um, but me and you spoke about this on the coming soon part. Just like what it like what the nineties was. And like when you think about the black actors in the nineteen nineties, like you cannot have you cannot have the nineties without Omar Epps. You got Juice in ninety two. Yep. Um, you know, he did a couple of TV shows, uh, he did a movie Daybreak. But you know what I'm saying? A movie like The Program, Major League Two, Higher Learning. You know, he was in uh, Deborah Cox uh, music video. He was in mm-hmm. Don't Be a Menace uh, to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. That's when him and Marlon linked up yep. uh, for the first time. You know what I'm saying? He did another TV show. Well, that was only one episode. And then he did ER for a season. First time fell in screen two. Uh, Blossoms and Veils, like I mentioned the uh, four movies that he did in 99 already. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, he was a very busy dude. And like, yeah. some of these movies, some of y'all might be like, yo, that movie with this, whatever, whatever. But it's just like, when it comes to our demographic of what we fuck with, like, we fuck with Don't Be a Menace. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a movie that was good to us. Mm-hmm. Major Leagues too. You know what I mean? He basically stepped in for Wesley Snipes, in a way. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Willie Mays Hayes. Yeah, we fought, we <laughs> fought with uh, with Major League, and then when it comes to the program, and I mentioned I mentioned this uh, to somebody before, like just talking about like you talking Omar about coming soon. Like Omar else probably could have been an athlete, like a real athlete. I mean, um, he played a lot of roles. He played a lot of them. He played yeah. a running back. He played a track star. He played a baseball player. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like 
Yep. So it's like this dude, man, he he, he probably could have been a real a real good athlete, but he, you know, chose to take the acting route, which he yeah. chose at an early age. But like the nineties, like you and dude, you hit it on you hit a nail on the head, but and it coming soon when you said Tay Diggs. Because it was mm-hmm. like they was like the black dudes. That's what I'm like, saying. Anytime you wanted a movie, it was like, yo, we're gonna go to Omar Epps or Tay Diggs. Well, now nah, I mean, it was more than that. I mean, really, it was Omar, it was Tay Diggs. If you wanted to do action in the 90s, it was Michael J. White. Um, Wesley Snipes was still around doing his thing, too. Um, of course, Denzel did movie through the 90s. Well, I mean, yeah, that's but... that's that's a given. I mean, you you don't even he a goat, you can't count him, but I mean, like, just those guys that just you know, what I'm saying, like, had that you know, what I'm saying, like, that constant. I mean that kind of consistency in you know what I'm saying in, in films. I mean like hell, LL uh, Cool J, he was doing his thing, you know what I'm saying, throughout the nineties. He was on TV show. Well, he ended up getting on TV shows, he was doing movies. Um I think in the nineties is where he actually moved into the movie lane. And you know what I'm saying, he was he was kind of doing his thing. So like as far as that pinnacle of black actors, like Omar Epps was definitely up there. Yeah, and, I, and don't get me wrong. There was a lot of, like, you know what I'm saying, Ice Cube. Like, there was a lot of them. But yeah, it's just that yeah. how often we seen Omar mm-hmm. Epps in the 90s and the type of movies that, you know what I'm saying, that I fuck with. Like, I fuck with really all the movies like that Blossom and Veil movie. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Right. But, like, other than that, like, all of those movies in the 90s, I fuck with Omar Epps. And then, like, when you start going to the 2000s, like you said, with love and basketball to start the, the millennium off with love and basketball, like and then he kind of went on, on a slump after that. I mean, well, you, Dracula two thousand came out the same year. No, but I mean after, after two thousand, yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, yeah, it, it kind of went down. You know, with against the ropes, conviction that against the ropes was not a good movie, bro. Um, now this movie, he he was he wasn't the main character. I mean, right. he was more like a side character, but yeah. I fucked with the movie and it was a remake, Alfie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in that. Neil, him and Neil on were together again. Okay. Um, Alfie, but uh, it was mainly a Jude Law movie. And mm-hmm. um, Jude Law played Alfie, which is, like I said, it's a remake. The person that played Alfie the first time was uh, Michael Caine. Really? Yeah. Michael Caine played Alfie back in like the 70s, I think. Oh, yeah, wow. Mike Kane was a bachelor, man. Mike Kane is, yeah, is my dude, bro. Yeah, like that's what Alfie was. Like, Alfie just fucked a lot of girls and just always. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sure. But Omar Epps, that's what, you know I mean, what I'm that's what Michael Kane does. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, trust me, it was a reason he was he was uh, uh he, he was, <laughs> was Alfie Austin Powers. No, it was a reason he was Austin Powers' dad in the movie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> niggas forget niggas forget who Michael Kane really is, bro. Yeah, I think Michael Kane should have been James Bond. I ain't gonna lie to you, but you know Instead of Sean Connery, for sure, for sure, he got he got that James Bond swag, bro. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that over because him and Sean Connery, around the, no, he a little older than Sean Connery, but Sean Connery, like yeah. when he if he would have did James Bond, it would have been the Sean Connery day. For for sure, yeah, yeah. But Sean yeah, Connery yeah. was like Scottish, like, like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like he had swag as James Bond, bro. But he's Scottish. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's I don't, I'm. It's it's. There's no. There's no hate towards Scottish people. It's just y'all don't yeah. got the swag that British people got. British people have convinced the world of their cool ass demeanor. 
Like it's just I mean, something about British people in a in a tuxedo that you be like, yeah, that nigga James Bond. Like, true. I mean, I I ain't mad at that take. I ain't mad at that yeah. take. But but I mean, listen, man. Like you're right. It it, it does take a it does take a slump after mm-hmm. that. But I think a well, lot of that could be. Oh, go ahead. For one 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 thing that we we have to acknowledge that he didn't take a slump in. Um, my man was on a video game, bro. One of the greatest yeah. video games of all time. Dev yeah, Jam Def Fight Jam. for New York. Yeah. Let me tell you something about this video game. <laughs> Many of systems and controllers were broken because of this video game. <laughs> Many of children cried in front of their TVs in a fit of rage over this video game. You got to the to the level where you had to fight Fat Joe <laughs> or Joey Crackers, they caught him in the in the video game. And yeah, yeah. Just this this made me hate fighting games. Just put it like that. I loved Mortal Kombat and Tekken and, and Street Fighter and all them. And here comes fucking Dev Jam Fight for New York. Yeah, hate that game. Hey, that game, that game, that game was wild, man. But Fight for but New York and Vendetta. I hate both of them. Yeah, Vendetta. Yeah, see, I I had fuck with Vendetta more. I had the Vendetta one, and um, and then that Fifty Cent game, Bulletproof. Oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah. I tell you what though, I tell you what though, if y'all niggas think y'all can really beat up Joe Button for real, get on that goddamn game and try to fight him then. <laughs> I bet you can't whoop that Joe Button's ass. I know that for a fact. That nigga, man, I don't know what they did to his character, bro. But Joe Button on Def Jam, bro, that nigga was a brawler, bro. But uh, yeah, yeah man, he he uh he showed up as himself. You know what I'm saying? Um, on Def Jam Fight for New York, but they called him OE in the game. Everybody knew who the fuck he was. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. But, like, to me, that was the first time, like, we really seen people from our culture in a video game. Mm-hmm. And, like, representing themselves, not, you know what I'm saying, like, playing some other character, like, literally representing themselves. And I thought that that was super dope. And that's really one of the reasons I definitely went about it. Because, um, I mean, like, who the fuck don't want to fight as Method Man? You know what I'm saying? Or David yeah. Banner. Like, but the fact that Omar Epps was in this game, that kind of lets you know um how connected he was to the culture at that time and what he actually meant to the culture at that time as well definitely man and even even um i told the story before but i definitely tell it here so he was on the breakfast club and it was speaking about juice and you know his relationship with Pac. because that's always anytime anybody worked with Pac, everybody mm-hmm. wanted to hear the Pac stories so he's like you know at the time you know Pac wasn't wasn't Pac yet right um uh, Tupacalyptic wasn't out yet, so he was really like an unknown dude. But he did go to acting school with Jada Pickett, so everybody—not everybody, but people knew he could kind of act or whatever, right. whatnot. So anyway, he was just like they asked him what was the most memorable things from uh, from Juice and working with Pop. He was like, "Dude, this is what people don't understand." He was like, "Dude, he was working on Tupacalyptic at the same time as." Um, as juice. Wow. And so he was like, he was uh he was like, Yo, I'm writing a song. He was like, you know, like what you writing? Brenda's got a baby. So mm-hmm. he's like, he actually was there when he wrote the song. And I think if I'm not mistaken, that he was with him when he recorded the song, Brenda's Got a Baby. And he was just like, Yo, this like this is it. Like, like this song is gonna be it. Like, even when it comes to the album, that's the only song I listen to. Is okay. Brenda's got a baby. But like, 
that's what I say, like with, with him and the culture, just for him being from New York, being around people like that, the hip hop game really accepted, you know, Omar Epps because like he he was he was from that cloth. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like Omar like it wouldn't surprise me like back in the nineties if Omar Epps came out with a fucking album. You know what I'm saying? Because it seemed I'm like sure he was so close. To, yeah, and he was he was so he was so close to it to the point where it's like, yo, like yeah, this this dude this dude is what it is. And and mm-hmm. then also to play a DJ and juice and juice meant what it meant to the hood, especially see juice don't hit to me like it hit with people that are from New York. Because I was uh when I was listening to Bill Simmons and do juice. And the one guy that was on the show, because he had Van and he had this other black guy, and he was like, yo, that movie hit different for us because we're from New York. He was like, they filmed the whole movie in Harlem. Mm-hmm. He was like, a lot of times that don't happen. And he was like, in the movie, you could be like, oh, yeah, that's what what's the name is. And that's what what's the name is. And like, oh, the way this went down, that's exactly how it what happened in New York. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure it hit different for people that are from New York. And I just feel like his career to to start off the way it started, and don't get me wrong, like he he came back, like even though traffic wasn't a, a huge hit, but for what traffic meant in the 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 message that they tried to send with this movie, mm-hmm. I thought that that was very important. I don't think it changed anything because. That's one of the most lucrative businesses that there is. It's it's fucked up. Like it, it's really fucked up the way that the world is, to where they just take snatching up women and they trafficking them all across the world. But I thought that for what traffic was, I thought it was a good movie. And then at the time, Paula Patton was kind of, you know what I mean? It was like she. Is she that came when she was out, going through her thing with Robin Dick? It might have been 2018. I, th- I yeah, think that, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she came out strong with motherfucking de- deja vu, and then it kind of like, you know, some people like jumped the broom. I, I thought it was all right. She did Idlewild, which is pretty good. Yeah, Idlewild. Yeah, yeah. Idlewild is my second favorite musical of all time. Um, sure. but yeah, she yeah she did a thing in Idlewild as well. But I I thought for for what traffic was, I thought it was good. But I mean, but I. Come on, man. We got to do this, man. We got to do this. And I think we mentioned this before. We got to do it. Omar Ellis, I love you. You're a legend. But yo, Fatal Affair, that shit. Oh, man. God damn, that shit was trash. It wasn't because of the actors, bro. It was the storyline. First and foremost, the way that it all even got set up was trash. You mean to tell me this nigga. Was harboring these feelings for all these years, and just so happened to bump into her after stalking her for all these years. That nah, man, no, dude, no. It's so it's funny. Much. It's so funny because you heard it because you listened to Joe. Joe called Omar El, and Omar El got on him for killing him. Yeah, man. Man. <laughs> nah, he, he deserved that one. He did because that shit was trash. But I'm gonna tell you what really fucked it up for me though, because it's a playoff of. Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. If y'all never seen this movie, yo, Michael Douglas and Glenn Close. Oh my goodness. That shit will have you secondly. Hey, you'd be like, yeah, I'm saying, do I really want to cheat on my girl real quick? Shit. Yeah. And lines between love and hate make you think the same thing. 
True, it does. It does. And I think the reason, I think that when it comes to fatal attraction and fatal affair, I think because it both got the word fatal in it. Yeah. And it just like, like from watching, it because the crazy part for some odd reason, I had just recently watched Fatal Attraction for some odd reason, like like maybe a month or so before I watched this, and I was just like, "Yo, this is a this is a bad movie." I I, I get what they was trying to do because there was a lot of movies that came out either a year or two or a couple years before this came out, and it's like everybody got this same storyline. They did it with Obsessed with uh with, uh, with Idris Alba and Beyonce. That shit, it didn't really hit. But I think the reason that movie didn't hit to me was when it comes to Beyonce, Beyonce is one of the most talented singer, dancers, entertainers that there are. But when it comes to acting, I'm sorry. Beyonce don't got it, man. No, like, she, she don't. Just don't. That's a fact. Like, that is a fact. She, she that was is the a, one that a, she, a certified fact. That's what she she obviously she fucked the Lion King, but I'm talking about obsessed. Like she fucked up obsessed. Like they could have like Beyonce and everything. Else. Yeah, it's like Beyonce's Beyonce. Like we we just can't see her. She sounded like so, Beyonce in Austin Powers. Yeah, like it. Like she she messed up obsessed. So these movies, as far as like I was mentioning, Fatal Attraction, Fatal Affair, Obsessed, like everybody had like some, like thin line between love and hate, like everybody was trying to reduplicate it, and I just mm -hmm. think that the actors are great, man, Neil Long and Omar Epps, but it, the story was just bad. It was a bad story, it was bad writing. I, I, I'm honestly shocked that Omar and Neil didn't look at this like, y'all, this is what y'all rolling with? Like this right here? You sure you want me to do this? <laughs> they got that check. They gave him that movie and got that got up out of there. At yeah, that point, man. he didn't care. Yeah, but like I said on the coming soon, the last thing I seen him in was Power Book Three: Raising Canaan. Mm -hmm. Um, you know he played Howard. On um, last time I seen him, he was carried out on a stretcher. Uh, so you know what I'm saying I don't know if my dude is gonna be back for the uh for the second season or whatnot, but. There obviously, I think that with every actor, no matter how good you are, even as a person like Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Harrison Ford, you know, Tom Hanks, like all these people, there there are misses in there. Yeah. I don't give a damn who you are. Like there's sure. gonna be there's gonna be some misses. There were some misses, but his highs of highs, Omar Epps is a fucking legend. And oh, yeah. he deserves his flowers. And if nobody else is gonna give them to him, which people do, but Cause even Joe, even that episode, he was like, "Yo, like, like you that dude," and he is that dude. Bro, and he his needs TV, to be right. his TV show career alone, my yeah. man was in House and ER. Yeah. Just them two right there can hold hold water with any of them. You know what I'm saying? And like maybe maybe you didn't watch it, but Shooter was pretty good too. No, I don't think I watched Shooter, but the I didn't watch ER either. But I know the impact that ER had on America when it was out. Oh yeah, definitely. Like ER was like Grey's before Grey's came out. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, that was the Grey's Anatomy before you know what I'm saying Grey's Anatomy came out. And then House was, I mean, House was kind of in that lane, but I think House kind of more so got its um, recognition when it started going into syndication, because mm -hmm. like that's when I really started getting in the house. I didn't really get in the house when it first came out on Fox, but like I started watching it when it was like used to get replayed on usa and stuff like that but 
between both of those, yeah, he he can go toe to toe with anybody as far as a TV career. Definitely, and, and yeah. even um, cause uh, even though I think if I'm not mistaken, Nurse Jackie came out at the house, and I think that they just tried to do a female version of House um, mm-hmm. uh, for Nurse Jackie. But uh, yeah, just his TV career alone, like you said, like. Well, it's, it's it's up it's up there, man. You can't do you can't really do a female version of House. You you they you gotta tried with the right, Jackie. They tried. I know you gotta have a right person though. Like for me, you would have to have like um, I'm trying to think who would be able to fit in that. Just even even somebody who could fit that mold. Mm-hmm. I had to think. About I don't it. know. Yeah, it's it's tough. But man, come on, man! You gotta give it to me, man. You got you gotta give me your top three before we get out of here, man. All right, then. So, um, for me, man, uh, it's it's a pretty, I guess you could say it's a pretty easy list. Um, of course, Juice, that's a classic. Higher learning, and uh, uh, loving basketball, man. Damn, man! Do we really got the all the same three? I, I mean, we Damn. would have to. I wanted to put the wood in, but I don't know, bro. It's just, it's just the way that he dunked on her when she said, "Play for your heart and love a basketball." Bro. <laughs> it's just something about head, that bro. scene that just that that just filled my heart with joy. Like, bro, you don't get to get, you don't get to have what you want, fam. Take this. Like that that was one of my favorite scenes in movie history, bro. Because she was so she was so emotional. She, her heart was just pouring out. She was like, play me, play me for your heart. And my nigga was not taking no <laughs> he wasn't taking no breaks on her, bro. He cropped her up and everything. He threw it off the backboard, dunked on her. Hey, like, no, my hey, yo, my guy took the brace oh, off man. and pushed her in the back. My game, man. Put her in the post game and everything. Bray was not playing no games. He said, Oh, you want this for real? Okay, yeah. I'm about to show you how this game really goes. So yeah, oh, shit. Sure, bro. oh man, that's crazy. I got the same three, but I got to mention uh for for for, for 3.5, man. I will go into deep. Into mm-hmm. deep. I I that that is a, a great movie. Like for him to basically play two characters and kill yeah. it the way that he did. I got I got to mention on uh, N2D, but yeah, I, I got the same three, man. I yeah. got the same three, man. Yeah, Juice, for sure, bro. Juice, uh, loving basketball, and um, uh, shit. Higher damn. learning. Higher learning. God damn, yeah. what's wrong with me? I feel you, bro. I feel you. So, um, let's get into this coming soon, man. Let's do it. Coming soon. Coming soon. All right, so the next episode that we got going on, man, is going to be a doc. Um, it's called Murder Among the Mormons. Um, man, listen, this is a this is a wild one. First it, off, it the is. fact that Mormons are murdering people. <laughs> I'm already. <laughs> I was already. Yeah, that the title alone got me into it because I was like, oh shit, Mormons is going crazy. So, um, yeah, I was I was instantly into it once I um. Found out about that. Um, I, I gotta go back and rewatch it. It's a lot of details and stuff in there that I gotta make sure I pay attention to this time around. Cause it was it was some that you know it's to me it's one of those things that when I watch documentaries, um, like unless I'm super into it, 
mm-hmm. like really, really into it. Like after that first episode, I'd be on my phone just listening to it. So yeah. this is one of the ones I got to really go back. But it was definitely a good doc. Um, a lot of information in there that will surprise the shit out of you. So we'll see, man. We're going to get busy and get back to it. Definitely. Same thing with me, man. I got I got to go back and rewatch it as well. Um, some of the things, it's like, yeah, it's it's shocking. But what, then when you really get to thinking about, like, mm-hmm. yo, we are in America. So, like, is yeah. it really... You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so yeah it, it's it's gonna be interesting going back and actually watching it uh, for the purpose of doing it on here. So, and like, how many police is it really in Utah? About seventeen. You know what I'm like, let's keep it one hundred. <laughs> look, look, ten, 10 of them in Salt Lake City by itself. Let alone, you know what I'm saying. And then the fact that everybody is mainly Mormon in there, it's all kind of shit going on. So, yeah, um. But man, you you guys already know if you um if you want to review or rate a movie as well. I know we didn't do Fire Flames because we never do them on appreciation. If you're new to this, we always just give our top three movies of the um of the uh person that we do an episode on. So, you know what I'm saying? You want to give us your top three, make sure you put that it's the Omar Epps episode, hashtag um I guess you could still hashtag Fire Flame. You could put top three or Fire Flame. Um, you know what I'm saying? Give us a top three Omar Epps movies. Or uh, even if you like them on the TV show better, it's up to you. And then, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you add us at View and I Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and then uh, that's it. See you guys on the next episode. Um, first and foremost, make sure you check us out on socials. Like I said once before, Go to Instagram and Twitter. Follow us at ViewAnonPod. It's all one word. There's no spaces or underscores. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. Um, yeah, let's get that community up. Let's keep building that up. And then uh, as far as I go, you can follow me on Twitter at Schools Bronson. You can also follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Schools Bronson. You can watch me play video games. Come chat with me. You know what I'm saying? Link up with me and all that good stuff. And uh, that's all I got. Yeah, y'all can follow me at uh, s.foster8 on Instagram, at 28 Minutes or Less Pod on Instagram as well. Um, The s.foster8 is on Twitter. Also, for some odd reason, they shut down my 28 Minutes or Less podcast page. I don't know why. Um, It says it's not visible to the public, and I don't know why. I try to publish it, and it won't go through. Um, so I don't know if they shadow banned it for some odd reason. I don't know what the hell. So uh don't worry about 28 minutes or less on Facebook at this moment, but please worry about the 28 minutes or less on all major platforms. I just dropped episode 69, um, Ray Donovan the movie. So go check that out, man. That's me going over the whole series of not the whole series, but just basically the movie and the characters of Ray Donovan. So go check that out on all major platforms. Cool, man. And um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. It's greatly appreciated. Um, Once again, see you next episode. And like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap.